ad maestatis tue gloria et generis humanum salutem. To the glory of thy majesty and for the salvation of mankind. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We would not usually have a homily at this Thursday Mass, but because of the two seminarians and the priest on retreat, I'm compelled to say something about this votive Mass of our Lord Jesus Christ, Eternal High Priest. The familiars of the monastery know that every Thursday we have the Office and Mass of the Most Blessed Sacrament, and that on one Thursday in the month we have the Office of the Most Blessed Sacrament complemented by the votive Mass of our Lord Jesus Christ, Eternal High Priest. One might say that this votive Mass of our Lord Jesus Christ, Eternal High Priest, tells us everything we need to know about the priesthood. This Mass provides us with a complete portrait of the priest, following the principle Lex Orandi, Lex Credendi, Lex Vivendi. Enter deeply into this Mass and you will understand what a priest is. That's the Lex Credendi. And you will understand how a priest is to live. That is the Lex Vivendi. We have, as always, to scrutinize the collect of the Mass because the collect is that inspired prayer by which the Holy Ghost makes us ask for the very thing that God is poised to give. That imparts to liturgical prayer, to the collect of the Mass, a wondrous efficacy when we pray the Collect of the Mass, or the Collect of the Divine Office, we do so with complete assurance that we are asking for the very thing that God already wants to give. That's what makes our liturgical prayer so, so bold and so confident. And in this prayer, we begin O God, by whom God's doing here, by whom thine only begotten Son has been established, one might say, has been ordained, high and eternal priest. And now comes the key phrase, to the glory 
of thy majesty. Jesus Christ himself, the second Adam, the new Adam, is priest to the glory of his Father's majesty. I emphasize this because in the past 50 years, there has been a fascination with what we might call the anthropotropic understanding of the priesthood. That is to say, a priesthood driven towards men and by the needs of men. And we have, I fear, lost sight of the theotropic priesthood. That is to say, the priesthood driven Godward towards the things that are God's, even, as St. Paul says in the epistle of this Mass, every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men, that means to represent men, in the things that appertain to God. Que sunt ad Deum. Que sunt ad Deum. In the things that belong to God. The things that are of God. The things that are God's divine things. The holy sacrifice of the Mass and the priest is ordered to the holy sacrifice of the Mass. The priest is always on his way to the altar. The holy sacrifice of the Mass is offered first to the glory of the Father's majesty. And it is this that invests the first words of the canon of the Mass with such mystery. Te igitum clementissime pater, Father. Every man called to the priesthood is chosen by God to ascend to the altar to say, that word, Pater, Pater, Father, and to say it on behalf of all those who stand behind him. The priest, being in some way pushed into the divine presence by the faith of the people behind him, the priest being the prow of the ship, that breaks the divine waters. It's a beautiful thing that when our Benedictine English martyr, Blessed Morris Scott, was on trial for the crime of priesthood and was in fact convicted, found guilty of that crime, he said with great candor and simplicity and clarity, yes, I am a massing priest. Yes, I am a sacrificing priest. Had he been content 
to present himself as a ministering priest, not in the sense of one ministering at the altar, but of one preaching the word of God and ministering to the people, he would have passed, you see. He could have saved his life. But he refused to compromise his Catholic understanding of the priesthood. I am a massing priest, a sacrificing priest. I stand at the altar to renew in an unbloody manner the sacrifice of Calvary, the immolation of the Lamb, and this to the glory of the Father's majesty and for the salvation of mankind, and for the salvation of mankind. So we have all of that in, in the collect of this Mass. Uh, just a little word about um, pontifex, because the word pontifex or pontiff occurs several times in the epistle of this Mass. Of course, the Latin word refers to one who builds a bridge. And the priest, every high priest, is a pontiff in that he builds a bridge between God and man a bridge that spans the immeasurable abyss that separates man from God. He does this by throwing his own body across the chasm. This is the terrible risk of the priesthood. He throws his body across the chasm, makes of himself a bridge, and therefore will be trampled upon. If men are to cross over to God, they do so in some way by walking over the priest. The priest makes of himself a bridge to God. And God, in his mysterious condescension, crosses over to man by making use of the body of the priest. And I use the word crosses over designedly because when the body of our Lord Jesus Christ was nailed to the cross, his body became our bridge. The bridge by which God came forth to meet man. The bridge by which man crosses over to God. And in this is the perfection of the priesthood understood as pontifical bridge building. Much more could be said about this Mass. 
I would say something about the offertory antiphon that will be sung in just a few moments. How perfectly chosen it is. Because in the offertory antiphon occurs the word offerings. Offering. It is as if the whole mystery of the offering of Christ once and for all upon the altar of the cross and renewed on our altars is set before us in the offertory antiphon of this Mass. Christ, offering one sacrifice for sins, forever sitteth on the right hand of God. Christ, risen and ascended, for by one oblation he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. What Christ did and did once and for all and perfectly is efficaciously made present in a sacramental manner. I could send you, of course, to the wonderfully clear teachings of the Council of Trent on this mystery. It's enough, however, to take in the offertory antiphon of the Mass to understand that by means of the celebration of the Holy Sacrifice in our here and now, the there and then of Calvary is brought into our here and now. And we, present here and present now, are transported in some way, made present at the sacrifice of Calvary. In such wise that the fruits of the sacrifice of the cross are made available to us. The secret of the Mass, which immediately precedes the great preface dialogue is that prayer by which the host, now lying on the corporal, and the wine mixed with a drop of water in the chalice placed on the corporal, are set apart, secreted away secreted away, that means set aside for the mystical immolation. And in the secret of this Mass, there is a little phrase that has immense consequences. We pray, addressing the Father, O oh Lord, may Jesus Christ our Mediator. Mediator is another way of expressing what we say when we use the word pontiff. The mediator also looks in two directions. Looks to God on behalf of men, looks to men on behalf of God. May Jesus Christ, our mediator, render these offerings, this bread and this wine mixed with water, laid out, set forth on the corporal, acceptable to thee, 
And now comes that life-changing little phrase. And may he present us, et nos, us, with him, una secum, one with him as victims, agreeable or acceptable to thee. Et nos una secum hostias tibi gratas exhibeat. This means that if you don't want to be offered with Christ as a victim to the Father, you'd better leave now. Because once you say Amen to the secret of this Mass, your destiny is sealed. It's a terrible thing to say amen to the liturgical prayers of the church. Uh, they're, 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 they're mightily compromising. And so in this, in this prayer, uh, by saying amen uh, to the secret of the Mass, we agree to be presented with Christ the Lamb for immolation as victims agreeable, or pleasing, or acceptable to the Father. That is to say, as men and women made over entirely to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.